0: Because great leaders will produce great results.
1: All right, welcome back to our Becoming Your Best podcast listeners. Grateful for you and all the good things that you're doing in the world, especially as we're going into 2021. Well, hey, I have on our show today an incredible friend, a great guest. He's been successful in so many different things he's done and and really just look up to him as a, as a good friend and someone who has influenced a lot of people for good. So I'm going to give you just a very brief personal background and then I'll let John tell us a little bit more about him. But I'm confident that he's going to share some great lessons learned with us that will impact both the personal and the professional side of our lives. So I've known John Fitzpatrick now for several years through an initial meeting, through YPO, an organization, Young Presidents Organization, and then been back with his company several times to meet with his leadership team, really the whole company. And that's where I've just had a chance to observe John in different settings. And, you know, he co-founded a company called Force Marketing in 2006. And since then, I've watched it be disruptive through the automotive marketing services industry. And, you know, they're using software that's disruptive and the way they help different automotive agencies and companies market their services. is just awesome. It's awesome to watch and see them disrupt that particular industry and do things that are really not being done by anyone else. They've grown their team and, you know, he started a realty group. And so he has all these accolades. (laughs) But, you know, more than that is where I want to say, you know, I've watched him in the background. He has three children and he's devoted to not only really being a leader inside the organization, he's devoted to being a great father. Uh, Of course, we're not perfect, but I've watched him playing baseball with his son you know, trying to really show up with his wife and be with his family and make time for these different areas of his life that really matter. He's been involved in some different philanthropic efforts. And so uh, all of that to say, you know, none of us are perfect, but man, John is one of those good guys out there. And just, uh, I've been so impressed with you, John, through the years and welcome to the show.
2: Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. That's one heck of an opening. (laughs) And uh, I I think the same thing about you and your organization. Uh, You guys have been an important part of keeping uh, business leaders and CEOs grounded and, and, and understanding how we can reach higher. And, and, and I've got a ton of gratitude for the learnings throughout the years. And, and the friendship has been probably even more key. So thank you. Well, and, and I appreciate you
1: being here, John. I know you have a lot of insights and that's what I really want to tap into. And I would love for our listeners to learn from some of your experiences and background as well. And so we're going to really do this in two parts. One is we're going to start for a few minutes and talk about the business professional side of things. And then we're going to move into your personal side as far as, you know, what are some of your experiences through life that has taught you and and some of your lessons learned? And I know you have a lot of those on both sides. So as we start on the professional side, you know, if you think back through all of the years now, what are some of the things that you've seen that have helped you be successful, that help others be successful, some of
2: your lessons learned in business, if you will? It kind of goes back to, I, I read a book right out of college, and I'm so glad it was handed to me. It, and you might be familiar with uh, Don Miguel Ruiz's Four Agreements. It's a simple philosophy, right? And for those that have not read that book, they, the four agreements are sort of rooted in and around these four. Be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions and always do your best, right? And, and I know you know that one, good, better, best, never let it rest till the good is better and the better is best, <laughs> And so, for me, as I think about business, and it, it, it's sort of rooted in in those four things, right? Like, when you're talking to a client, and you tell them what you're going to do something, do it, hmm. and if you don't, tell them why you couldn't do it, and then tell them what you're going to do as a result of the follow up, right? And and that's the same thing with your employees, your stakeholders, or your shareholders, right? Like they wanted to know at the end of the day that they can trust you. Your family wants to know that they can trust you. Say you're going to be home for dinner, be home for dinner. And if you didn't, have a really good excuse and then try to figure out a way to make <laughs> up for it. I think there's just while that seems super simple, it is sort of what has been successful for me is understanding how to live life through through sort of those simple block and tackle moments that the sort of the four agreements have have given me and provided me. And then more recently I've learned it probably more in the last uh Five years and really the last 18 months with 2020 is the power of gratitude Hmm. and and just always understanding and looking through the lens of how grateful you already are. When you are able to do that and step back, every challenge that you then have doesn't really seem that hard. You know, someone else out there has got a tougher, you know, go of it. My grandfather used to say, if you put all your problems, in the middle and there's 10 people in a circle and you got to pick one to take back out, you'd probably take your problem back out. That's helpful. That's certainly helpful. Um, maybe I threw a lot at you there, but okay. that, that's sort of how, that's sort of how I think about the success we have, the failures that we've had, how do we get through them? They're sort of rooted in those things. Let me ex- have you expand on that if you don't mind. And I mean, when sure. I say that, I mean
1: gratitude. And the reason sure. I'm asking about that, that's interesting. You would say that John particularly, you know, all these things on the professional side, we could say, you know, get your data, check your KPIs. And yet you go to gratitude and, and the yep. four agreements of being impeccable with your word and doing your best. And it's interesting with gratitude. I've kind of found the same. I started cre- keeping a gratitude journal in recent months. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's a lot of science behind the power of of gratitude and the impact that can have not only on our mental and emotional health, I've been in so many different aspects of our lives. So I'm just a little curious, can you go a little deeper on gratitude? You know, why would you say that? What impact have you seen that have? Why
2: just expand on that a little bit? That's interesting I mean, You would say that. It's, it's everything, right? Like uh, this morning I had, we had plumbers in here because we found that there's a leak in the basement and now my <laughs> office is in the basement, right? And like that could ruin someone's day. But if I step back for a second and I go, wait a second, I live in a gorgeous house. I run a successful business. I've got a, a busy work in front of me. I've got beautiful kids, like it's a leak. a, it's, it's first world problems. Like, what are we talking about? Right. And get the leak fix and and you fix it and you move on. And so I think there's just moments throughout the day that if you can step back and have gratitude for all that you have and not focus on the things that's bothering you or the thing in front of you, that's halting you or the thing that's causing friction in your life. And, and, and I'll tell you, you know, working with uh, organizations, I've, I've been super honored and blessed to, to be asked to, five years ago to join the board of directors for the National Pediatric Cancer Foundation. You see what some of these families are going through. And if you can't find gratitude in that with three healthy kids, like, you know, you got bigger problems, right? And so it's moments like that, that, you know, and then same thing, I'm also on the board of Bright Futures Atlanta, where we are, we have a private school in a a rough part of town. and, And we're trying to, you know, through education and guidance, and, you know, there's a spiritual aspect of it get these kids on the right track. And we do a good job of that. We, the problem is we only touch 100 families, right? We, we, we need to be bigger. But that, seeing the families and what they go through and their challenges are much different than our challenges that we have at least in my household. And so it's all of those moments that you're able to collect these tokens of gratitude that really, really help. And if you can just sort of stay in that moment of constantly being blessed, then, you know, it's it's sort of hard to be stressed. And that I, yeah. I sounds cheesy, but that's the oh. reality. <laughs>
1: you know, I can I couldn't agree more, John. And it's interesting that we're focusing on the leadership side of the business and still talking about gratitude. And it's interesting because in my opinion, one of the roles of a leader is to move people forward, to give us a direction, to give hope, you know, inspiration. I've been fascinated with the mind throughout two thousand twenty. I've really been right. studying a lot about the mind, yeah. whether it's anxiety or depression or gratitude, what's going on up here? Right. And I think maybe that's because my mom had early onset Alzheimer's. And so there's this real vested interest in the brain. Sure. But one of the things that I've learned is what you said, and that is the mind can't think two thoughts at the same time. So it's either going to be focusing on a problem, which creates anxiety and fear and, and all kinds of emotions that go with that. Or we can focus on gratitude, which inherently brings hope and, and direction and so many other things. So I just, I love that you said that, you know, we hadn't talked
2: about this before and pretty interesting direction. Uh, yeah. And, 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 you know, I'll just, I'll just, our business lives and our personal lives are constantly intertwined. Right. And so, like, yeah. John Gordon does a good job in one of his books of talking about framing your mind in around the things that you get to do instead of the things you have to do. As parents, right. You'll get that moment where the kids are just going crazy and you're like, you know what? I get to change this diaper. <laughs> you know? Right. Like, that there's a moment of gratitude in that. Right. There are people that can't have children, there are people that have not experienced that in their lives there are people that are on the other side with the National Pediatric Cancer Foundation and and a nurse is changing that type. there there are so many areas where you can say oh man that this is I've got a crying baby in the middle of the night or you can say no I get to do this love it I love it I love that perspective John let me shift gears and ask
1: you a different question one more question on the professional side and then we'll switch over <clears throat> to the personal Even though that kind of has been a little bit touch on the personal. If someone was joining your team, force marketing, you know, they're brand new, whether they're, whether they're seasoned coming from another company or whether they're just coming out of college or they're, you know, just finishing high school. What would you say to them? What would you give them as one or two pieces of advice starting out with your company? As you you want
2: to be a great team member in my organization, here's a couple things to focus on. Yeah, great question. And, and we do this. This is a, a big part of our onboarding. Within the first uh, forty eight hours, we, I have a meet and greet with each person and get to know them. And I, I usually catch them off guard because I say, "Well, where you know, I want you to start. Let's speed date, and I want you to start <laughs> with where were you born, how did you grow up, what did that look like, siblings, and, it, and bring me all the way to today." And they're not expecting that, right? They're, that right off the bat, they're like, oh, okay. So like, like throw the resume out. I don't care what you did in the last job. I don't care what you did in college. I mean, I do, but I want to get to know you. What are your hobbies? What, gets, what makes you tick? That's the first thing that, that we go through. But the, the questions, the sort of framework I want to give them into how to be successful, in my opinion, is one, dive in and get involved early and often with all of the people you work with. Like, understand what your role is, but how you can help your colleagues in their roles. And the, the quicker you can understand, if you remember in like uh, constitutional law in high school or whatever, is like how a bill becomes a law, like figure out how a bill becomes a law at force marketing from when a contract signed all the way through to the interaction with the client and then the longevity of the client and understand how that's successful in our team behind the scenes and the deeper knowledge you have in not just your role, but how your role fits within everyone else's role will allow you to be a better team player, will allow you to have a bigger view of what we're doing. And then that goes into my second thing, which is understand why a client hires us and what, more importantly, why does a client keep us? Yeah, great thoughts. Uh, love that. And I love the fact that you're getting to know people's story.
1: You know, we yeah. were with a company, I won't mention the name, but it, it's a fortune 50 company. It's a name everyone would recognize. And we were talking about what builds trust. And one of the things that builds a deep amount of trust with someone is just getting to know their story personally, you know, getting to that's know right. them at a personal level, inherently right. that raises the trust meter, we call it. And there was this mid-level executive, we'll call him. He came up afterward and said, you know, I just, I had this kind of epiphany. And his thought was, I realized that I've been in this office next door to so-and-so for almost 10 years, and I don't truly know their story. Yeah. And I just love the fact that, you know, that's one of the things you shared is getting to know people personally is such a big deal. And then, you know, everything else you said is great. Uh, I think that's something, though, that all of us can take and do right now with the people who are close around us. Do we know their story and do right. we know what makes them tick? Because then that's we right. can talk about, you know, things that are motivating to them. So anyway, right. great thought. Let's shift over to the personal side, John. I'm going to ask you a couple of different questions. And, and our listeners need to know that this is not pre-scripted. You know, there's some questions that we've talked about, but there's also new questions. And so I'm going to ask you a couple and one is on the personal side, first of all, let's let's stay with this lessons learned theme here. What's one or two lessons learned through life that if you had to pass those on to your kids, you'd say, kids, this is really important. And then I'm going to follow that up secondly, but we'll we'll talk in between that with a question of what's one of the biggest challenges that you've ever experienced in your life and, and how did that impact you? So let's start with the lesson learned side of it. You know, if you're talking with your kids, they're a little bit older and you're saying, hey, kids, these are, you know, these are one or two things that I really learned through my life that, that really impacted me.
2: And you would hope that they would learn those lessons or, or take them to heart. What would you share? Practice and patience. Practice does find a way to maybe not get to perfect, but it is incredible how you look at high achievers and then you look at how they've practiced their craft, whatever that is, and the amount of time and dedication they put into that to get the outcome. You know, oftentimes, you don't have to have LeBron James talent to make it to the NBA. That's why there's only one LeBron James. By the way, LeBron James is different because he tapped into his practice element with the talent. And now you have this superstar. Hmm. But there are time and time again, and sports are easy to go to, but I think business has them all over the place too, hmm. where you look at people that did not have the best hand dealt to them to, from the get-go, didn't make that a factor in their life, looked at ways to overcome, looked at ways to stay dedicated to what they were passionate about and, and practice their craft and all of a sudden, they're a pro. You just see it time and time again in life. And so I would tell them, you know, and I do, right, on the basketball court uh, tomorrow. I'll probably share some of this with James and, you know, in, in, in ballet or gymnastics or just friendships or whatever they're doing, we're talking about, well, you're, you're frustrated because you didn't do a good job at whatever that was. What, when, did you, when did you practice last? Do, do you really want it that bad? And if you do, dedicate yourself and you'll, 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 it'll be a weird way how that works out. And then patience, right? Because that's the other thing that kids want. Hmm. They don't really tend to have patience, right? So it's like, (laughs) well, I practiced yesterday, so I should be great today. Well, that's not really the way it works. You got to put in the time. You got to be dedicated, and you got to have the patience in that journey. And you'll eventually get to the destination. By the way, when you get to the destination, the journey's not over. You're going to want to go further, and you should want to go further. That's part of what makes – it great. That's what makes the journey exciting. That's, that's why the thrill is in the hunt. So I, you know, that, those were, I would, I would sort of root it probably around, you know, practice and patience in terms of, at least at this stage, I've got young kids, five, three and 18 months. So (laughs) Maybe it's different down the road. I haven't, I haven't gotten there yet. So if if you ask me five years from now, I might have something different. So from your own perspective, why would you say practice and patience? I mean, as you look
1: back now on your life, you'd want your kids. And I, I hundred percent agree. And it's interesting how those are close cousins of each other, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I mean, practice over and over, but man, it's you know, there's a book called Mastery. And mm-hmm. what it illustrates if people can visualize this is this this line that goes up at a forty-five degree angle, and then it plateaus. And that's our human growth pattern. Now it varies, of course, right? But the point is, like say we go skiing and it's the first time ever. There will be massive yeah. growth, the first five to ten times skiing. Right, and then there's kind of a plateau period, and, and then if a person continues on practices, continues, there's another growth phase, and then there's another plateau, and part of the point of the book is that most people quit or give up on the plateaus. That's right, and so there is a combination of practice, whatever it is, and then being patient while still grinding at your craft. <laughs> yeah, right. Whatever that is, that could even be parenting. We can't give up in parenting, but yeah, you know, there's going to be plateaus and times where it's like, man maybe I suck as a parent. I don't know, but we keep at it. We keep practicing and we'll get better. We'll have some epiphanies. We'll have some ahas, but those are, those are two great thoughts. I, I don't know that I've had that shared ever before, John. And do you mind if I ask you on the personal side, again, no prescripted, you know, if you look back at your life, what's one of the biggest challenges that you've ever faced, whether it's now at this point in your life or whether it was in high school or college, wherever, as you look back, what was one of your biggest challenges and how did that help you grow? I mean, how did that shape who you are?
2: You know, I've, I've had a really, uh, blessed life and I, it's hard for me to find big monumental challenges. Look, I grew up though with a single mother. So parents divorced when I was really early you could dwell on that and see the bad, you know, I sort of see the good. I think that, you know, especially getting to know when you get to know your parents further on in life and who they are and what makes them tick. You're like, Oh man, I'm glad you all broke up early on because <laughs> that, yeah, staying together probably would not have been good for anybody. And they're good friends now. So it works. And you know, grandparents and, and, and happy with where their lives are and both remarried. And so, but I don't really go there um, because I think it, it got us to sort of grow up quicker and, and realize you know, there's going to be changes are going to happen and you just got to adjust and adjust the sales and keep going. I don't really know. Like, you know, I've probably had more recent, like the, I guess what comes to mind because we're coming off of 2020 is where we were in March. Hmm. We're, We're in the automotive marketing business. The number one thing to go in a crisis is the marketing budget, right? You get a thousand dealers all over the country, franchise dealers that call you within 20, pretty much within 48 hours, Hmm. and say, pause my ad spend. Well, we're, we're a technology business. So there's some SaaS fees in there. And then, oh, by the way, if, I, if I'm not using the SaaS, then I don't want to pay for the fees of that either. So, so bring my fees to zero, pause my ad spend. We also make a percent of ad spend. Okay. That means you go from whatever your revenue was to zero, but you're still looking at a hundred families. What do you do? We are also, we started in 2006. So the first uh, one was the financial crisis, getting through eight and oh, oh 09 and yeah, the cash, for right. clunk, cash for clunkers. We all remember that uh, <laughs> General Motors and Ford and, and uh, Chrysler were all at the Capitol begging for ability to stay open from the government. And we granted them that. It was a good move. It was a good move then. It's a good move now. We had to save the auto industry. But that was a challenging time too, right? Because marketing dollars go to zero. We're just trying to, you know, they're, they're just trying to stay alive. Got through it. Uh, And then we didn't see, we didn't think you'd see another scenario like that. And then you saw a much different scenario where this wasn't financially related. This was everybody around the globe had to halt and say, okay, we can't even interact with each other. And if we do, we got to wear a mask and be six feet apart. And, 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 you know, people are dying at a high rate. I'm like, whoa, what is going on? Like, forget about business. Like, we need to stay alive for a moment there. That's sort of where our mindsets were. Maybe I've had crazy challenges in life that I just can't think of because that is so, so still real, if that makes sense. <laughs> like, that moment is not far enough away. And how did we get through it? We, we just tapped into our culture, our people over communicating. Here's what we're gonna do step-by-step, day-by-day. We're gonna get through this. We had a positive attitude throughout it all. One of our core values is glass half full because not only do we wanna be positive, we wanna be optimistic about how things will turn out. And you know I was just incredibly amazed at how well everybody was able to do that through through that time. And we stayed together, we hunkered down, we became tighter than ever before. We thought we were a pretty tight company before, we're even tighter now. Interesting. And we were able to get through that that sort of tough time. So, I don't know if that's exactly what you were looking for for an answer, but Oh yeah, no. That's a recent hardship that that we are now sitting here and again when you tap into gratitude, you're like there's not a problem on the planet you could put in front of me right now within some degree that is going to likely overcome March and April of last year.
1: Yeah. Well, and you know, hopefully one of the things that I hope people dial into and are are catching here is your mindset. We all have different challenges, right? We all have faced different things in all shapes and sizes. I mean, whether it's, you know, you're talking about the board of watching these people who go through cancer in their families watching their children, which I can't imagine something more grueling than that, right? Watching right. your son or daughter, especially young ones, go through something like that. And so you've got that side of the spectrum. you got COVID? You got all these things with business challenges. And, and yet, what we're saying here is, you know what? The glass half full. And it's not that we ignore the problems, right? They're, we can find problems. There's an old saying that says, you find what you're looking for. That's right. And if you're looking for problems and you're looking for the negative, there's plenty of places to find that. That's right. But if we search out the positive, if we search out, Where can we be optimistic? Where can we succeed? That's where great leaders are made. And I think it's important for all of us to remember that when we talk about leadership, it starts right here within each one of us. That's a choice for us. I mean, Elon Musk, certainly not a perfect person like none of us are, but, you know, he continues to defy all of these people when they keep telling him it's impossible. You can't do it. You can't go to Mars by that date. You know, you can't create SpaceX and do that in that amount of time. You can't do this with Tesla. Right. And yet he does it. And you're doing the same thing with forced marketing. And there's so many other people that have this choice right now of what are we going to do and where are we going to spend our time and attention? And I just think it's good for all of us to go back and look at, hey, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's in our business, you focus on the problem.
2: There's negative energy that surrounds the problem. That's exactly right. And I, I like to say that, that, you know, I'm a big quote guy, so you'll, you'll probably hear more of these, but obstacles are what you see when you take your eye off the goal. And that is so true, right? Think about a hurdler. How the heck do they get to the end of the line? If they were just focused on that first hurdle, it, it'd yeah. be very tough. The best ones understand rhythm and repetition and and how to sort of not look at each. I don't even think they look at at the hurdle at all the best. They literally are just looking at the end roll, knowing their repetition every two steps up, every two steps up. And I think that's a big piece of that we often will miss when we go through the challenges of life is being intentional about focusing on the outcome that you're looking for and positive that you can make it there. You know, this is one of the powers, you
1: know, John, cuz we've talked and we've done the yeah. training of do what matters most and vision goals and pre-week planning and this is part of having a vision. Is That's it right. becomes our north star, it becomes our internal compass and when challenges arise, we can either focus on the problem or we can go back to the vision. And I love what you said about a goal. You know, it's hard to see an obstacle when we're focused on the goal and there will be plenty of obstacles. Again, you know, yeah. use elon musk in his app how many obstacles are there in going to mars oh my yeah exactly or to the moon or developing what he's developed with spacex and tesla and doing what others said was impossible and it's just not in his dna to look at the problem it's like i don't care what you say what's the solution that's right and this is something that any of us can do whether it's in our house relationships business across the board so maybe one last thought before we wrap this up we're already at 26 minutes can't believe that wow that was Uh, quick man i know it goes by so fast Uh, You know, we we've been on this topic right now for the last few minutes, and so we're going into 2021. A lot of, I'd say, hope and optimism right now. That we're hoping that things will get back to normal, and you know, we'll control what we can control, and that won't dictate our happiness one way or the other. But what would you say going into 2021 to our listeners? What's a tip? What's a thought that you may share
2: with them as we go into this new year? I don't want to be overly repetitive, but it would be. Tied to gratitude, and maybe if I took it a step further, I would say, be intentional with your gratitude that you hand out. Telling people they did a good job or, or reminding them that they're a key part of the team or telling someone you love them. Like the, the, it, could be, it could be a big meaty thing. It could be a really small, simple thing. If we're intentional with it, I think we will get through years like 2020, we'll prosper in years like 2021, because I believe that 2021 has got all the makings for a fantastic year. And I, I think that would just be, just be intentional with your gratitude in your own mind, in your own thoughts, and then how you're handing that out. I like that. You know, it, it, it indirectly reminded me of something that a lot of us have heard
1: before. It's a story. You know, it's about that starfish, two people walking on the beach and this beach, because the tide has gone down, is littered with starfish. Yeah. And he reaches down and picks up a starfish and throws it back out in the water. And, it, you know, his partner walking next to him asks him, you think you're really gonna make a difference here? I mean, there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of starfish. Do you think you're really gonna make a difference? And he looks and he said, Well, it made a difference to that one. That's right. And, you know, as we look at gratitude and being and I love the word you used, intentional. As we look at intentional gratitude and focus and focusing on the things that we can control and being grateful and, and helping where we can help, it's that one little starfish. It's maybe do you mind if I share a quick quick thought uh, here, John just I love your what quick you said thoughts. there. Of course. <laughs> you know, it was one time and I remember I was in North Carolina on a trip. We were really focused on principle five, live the golden rule. We had talked about how do you create that customer experience and, and we'd focused on that all morning. And I thought, you know, I'm going to test this throughout the day. And you just shared something that sparked a thought in my mind. I remember stopping at a gas station and I walked in and there was this lady and you could tell that she'd put a lot of time and effort into her hair, but she didn't look very happy at the moment. And I just said to her, man, I love your hair. You have beautiful hair. <laughs> and she got like this spark and this smile. And she's like, oh man, thank you so much. Right and i don't know how she felt the rest of the day but i know that that simple 10 second interaction changed my trajectory for the rest of the day and you said you know whether it's saying thank you to someone or whether it's giving them a compliment these little things that are intentional can impact our lives
2: way deeper than i think we may realize that's right and what you put out there you, t- you tend to get back it's weird how that the universe works so if you're if you're having these micro moments of, intent, of being intentional with your word or your gratitude or your connections with people you know watch how that comes back tenfold over time it just starts to add up the connections are deeper the trust is more real their ability to look at you as in whatever role you are you know you've done a phenomenal job with with me and my organization talking about the importance of roles and goals and you know being intentional with those roles and and when you think about it, and you write it out as you guys do in the workbooks and everything, and it's like you know, I'm a CEO, I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm an uncle, I'm a you know, and and you, you you realize okay, what's my goal in each one of those roles of life, and then how can I be more intentional about being the best version of that in each category, and then do it again and again and again because you you can't just do it once in the workshop, <laughs> right? You got to do it throughout, and then I I found where. And you'll probably would be like, "No, don't do that." Like, write it down. Like, I've gotten myself into a rhythm where I don't have to write it down. I go through a checklist in my mind. I know the importance of writing it down, so <laughs> I'm not getting off on that, you know. But, but, but the daily interactions of seeing someone, or seeing an email from someone, or seeing a picture in your house, and then saying, "Oh, you know, I should probably call mom," right? Because like, I'm a son too, right? Or you know, I've sort of tried to train myself in, in the roles and goals as I go through my day. Yeah. It's important to write it down. We got to go back to that. But like, if you can do it in the day, as you're going through the, the, you know, walking down the hall, like I said, and seeing a picture and then going, all right, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to text mom real quick. That took, it takes me five seconds, but to her, it made her day uh, or dad or whoever or grandma, yeah. you know? So if you still have grandma and so being intentional and, and having those roles and goals are important. I love it, John. Well,
1: we're going to wrap up. So thank you so much for coming on here, John. I love the thoughts. I hope that this has sparked some ideas in people's minds. I'm confident that it has. Uh, We've covered a lot of different things, uh, you know, from gratitude to a a wide swath. So any, any final thoughts you want to share
2: with our listeners before we wrap up? Nope. Just wanted to say, thank you. You're awesome. We love what you're doing. Everything that you do is amazing. And, uh, and there, there are times that I, you know, channel our conversations. And I also know I can pick up the phone and call you at any time. And uh, I appreciate, appreciate you greatly for that. So thank you for all that you're doing, including
1: things like this. Well, thank you, John. And for anybody that may be looking for him, trying to find him, you can find him on Facebook, Instagram, John Fitzpatrick. Uh, You can look at forcemarketing.com. You'll find him there with a little bit more information about what they do as a company. And so LinkedIn, LinkedIn's been huge. I'm very active on LinkedIn. I'm on it every day posting different stuff. So yeah, there you go. So John Fitzpatrick, you can find him pretty much any of those different places. And we appreciate him, the thoughts that he shared. And we hope that everyone out there has a wonderful rest of your day and a great week.
0: Thank you for listening. Would you like help to apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders in your life? Once again, call 888-690-8764 or visit becomingyourbest.com today.